All righty, it is time now in the week where we visit our friends over at Black Locks Reporting because when it comes to all those, you know, headlines that don't get covered, they manage to dig them up, and uh, these are the stories that actually matter, and no one does it better than Tom Korski, who is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporting. Good to have you, Tom. Thank you, Alex. So Ottawa's been pretty busy. These are the nooks and crannies, and we've talked about this before, about Spartan bioscience. This is something that the Trudeau government really loved. It was like one of these COVID test kits. They gave them a slew of money, 16.5 million bucks to cash advance this rush order of kits. They hadn't even tested the thing to see if it works. The company ends up filing for bankruptcy, but then you guys find these emails from uh, Department of Health, you know, talking about how solid this is, uh, no need to be concerned. Well, uh, clearly there was. They loved them, Alex, loved them. We see in the internal emails, they double down. Spartan Bioscience got a uh, that very lucrative cash advance to produce kits under a $149 million contract. That was sole source contract, was never put out to bidding. No one else got a call on that. And they never uh, shipped any kits. And uh, and the, within days, found out their kits failed clinical trials at the federal lab in Winnipeg. Even after they failed clinical trials, we see in internal emails, the health department was just panting. Uh, the, the, they're rock solid. The path forward looks strong, quote, unquote. They were doubling down. They were sticking to uh, Spartan right into bankruptcy court proceedings, which is what happened three weeks ago. Uh, the, the, there was some sort of voodoo mind meld between the Department of Health and this failed contractor. And the fact that, uh, according to the Prime Minister's office staff emails, they had, quote, a couple of good meetings with staff in the Prime Minister's office might be an important clue. Yeah, gee, you think? It's like they they just had blinders on from the get-go to get this company uh, funding. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. Have you? Are there any kind of connections, lobbying going on? Like, obviously, if it wasn't put out for, uh, you know, any other sourcing, I mean, what are we to take from that? Uh, this, the party connections were pretty obscure. There was one director who had run as a candidate for the Liberal Party, but that was 25 years ago. They they like more contemporary connections mm. than that. It it hasn't been apparent. But, you know, uh, Alex, some people really landed butter side up in this uh, pandemic oh, and yeah. recession. This was the best thing that ever happened to some people. The Spartan couldn't make it work. I don't know why. They had a very lucrative contract, and they got cash on the barrel to produce test kits that didn't work, and they still couldn't make it fly. But uh, some people have come out of this really in much better shape than if there was never a pandemic, as dark and as cynical as that sounds. Yeah, I know. It's so true. And you just wonder, what are the headlines we're not finding? But uh, hopefully you guys will keep digging. Which brings us to our next, uh, where is the money? Uh, Infrastructure Minister Catherine McKenna, she has been in a a lot of trouble. There's been a lot of, you know, rumors and innuendo about billions in spending when it comes to her department, um, you know, of infrastructure spending. And it's never really been explained. But the Auditor General in uh, her March 25th report said, you know, They have no idea where billions of dollars went. Now the minister is saying, well, we'll do a better job of explaining next time. But, you know, apparently the reports were so incomplete, you know, they just couldn't account from year to year where the money was going. I mean, who gets away with that? 
They failed successive audits. Even more damning uh, than the Auditor General's report you mentioned, Alex, was an internal audit that found numerous anomalies in, in terms of money that went out without due diligence, without checks, without financial background checks, without signing authority. They just shoveled out checks, uh, paychecks, cash, uh, billions. This was under a 12-year program budgeted at over $180 billion. How can you lose a sidewalk or a sewer? But they did, (laughs) and auditors can't find them. You'd think you could get a municipal address, and uh, as you mentioned, Minister McKenna says, you know, we're going to fix this. They've been failing audits for a year and a half now. We're going to fix this, she told the Commons Infrastructure Committee. We really, really mean it this time. Okay, but but again, on a more serious note, like, where is the money? We're not talking like a few hundred thousand here and there. We're not even talking about a few million. We're talking billions of dollars that they can't and refuse to account for. On its best day, the implication is that money went to projects that had nothing to do with infrastructure. On its best day. Oh, like climate? uh, Funny, you should mention. Or (laughs) uh, free Wi-Fi. There was one case, free Mm. Wi-Fi at a library in Greater Vancouver. What does that have to do with infrastructure? That they sort of, on their best day, they sort of bent the definition of uh, sewers and sidewalks to include things that certain local politicians would really enjoy and they didn't have to charge local ratepayers for it. Yeah, go figure. Well, I'm sure there's a, where there's smoke, there's fire. So we'll keep an eye on that one. And I'm going to get into this more in depth in the nine o'clock hour with Michael Geist, who's been following this very carefully. But, you know, this has not this whole Bill C-10, this regulating of the Internet has not gotten the attention it should. And they want to go pretty far. I mean, this is China style, um, you know, kind of censorship that this government wants to try to put in play. You know, they, they are having a meeting of the Commons Heritage Committee, Alex, discussing Bill C-10, amendments to the Broadcasting Act, which hasn't been amended since 1991. The bill stated that uh, online video streaming services like Netflix should comply with the Broadcasting Act. That's fine. So, so put on more French movies. And there was a specific exemption to exempt YouTube, and the committee voted to strip that exemption. The committee was absolutely clear without debate. This was the Commons Heritage Committee. They voted on Friday to subject YouTube to the Broadcasting Act. That's a big deal. This is taking a control fetish to an extraordinary Degree. They their only proviso was not YouTube users who upload individual homemade videos, but YouTube management will be subject mm-hmm. to the thumb of the CRTC. Well, you know what that means. YouTube is going to be Google Corporation is going to be killing videos left and right because the liability is theirs. What yeah. these guys have going with Internet control is simply unbelievable. There is no single political figure who has galvanized what is majority opposition to this because we see that in government in-house polling. It's uh, the strangest thing you ever saw. Strange and quite scary if people don't start picking up uh, on this thing and the opposition doesn't start getting uh, it punched through so that people can find out about it. We'll stay tuned to that. Tom, we will talk again on Wednesday. Appreciate your time. My pleasure, Alex. That is Tom Korski, managing editor over at Blacklock Supporting. That is a subscription-based magazine. If you haven't got it, worth every penny.